Hey, all right, all right, all right. This is Ken Hunnell. You are listening to the Ken Hunnell Podcast. Thank you for your patience in my most recent uh, infrequency. It's been over a month since I recorded a podcast, and I'll I'll explain where we how we where we're at, kind of bring you up to speed. Um, really appreciate everyone listening. Thank you for liking and sharing and also commenting and rating and reviewing, especially on iTunes, but um, really appreciate everyone and, uh, and all the listeners. So because it had been so long since we had talked, uh, we talked as if I'm talking to you directly, but since, since it had been so long, I just listened to the last episode and I thought that that was kind of the the, the low as far as um, a book that impacted my life a long time ago was is called The Dream Giver. It talks about the valley of death and and how a lot of people when they have their big dream that that's when they tend to turn around or stop and go back and uh, and so when when we lost. Uh, this lead technician, very strong technician, which has never happened to me before in my in my career, uh, especially at um, in Wichita. We just we really only had people that were bought in and, and came in, and so I, the people that left were typically people that weren't um, weren't bought in or or weren't a fit, and they knew they weren't a fit. So we we our culture had become so strong that. Uh, we, we, that's, and that's the past. So that doesn't really matter. But anyway, um, from the time that that lead technician left, a lot has transpired. Uh, I had another technician, uh, a reassembly tech that had been with me, uh, through quite a bit. He'd been with me a little over a year. Um, he had come in, wasn't an experienced guy when he came in, we'd had him at disassembly and then he had been, uh, a, a key person in the team for uh, several months and uh, in reassembly. And I noticed a couple of months ago that something had shifted, that there was something that was bothering him. And just, just he had changed. He had changed his, his attitude, his commitment to the team, his uh, general give a crap for quality of work for our customers. Um, he just became very negative and um, I was trying to figure it out. I, I went to lunch with him, and but I was I tiptoed around what was wrong, and what I should have done in hindsight was just say, "Dude, what's up? Something's different. Something's off. You're not the same. What's going on?" And and I was actually very close to having that conversation um, when he walked out. The interesting thing about him walking out almost two weeks to the day of when the other technician walked out was how much he spoke negatively about the guy that walked out about how you don't do that and that's not a that's not a um, that's not a men don't do that (laughs) and then uh, the same guy two weeks later walks out so uh, and this guy was a guy I thought was in my corner. He was uh, our game changer of the year and our year-end awards for for last year. Uh, was really bought in. Did a lot of things that I needed, you know, that, that I'd asked him to do throughout the year from 
spray painting the ceiling to you just act just all kinds of things that he had 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 done and then you know a few months uh, kind of at the beginning of the summer um, he something changed and as a leader as a man I didn't address it as I, I didn't address it as I should have what I uncovered so the interesting thing about when he left was um, I he was normally the guy that would see that we were backed up in reassembly and would make those adjustments and come in early or stay late or kind of do what he needed to do to help us get the cars done and again at some point that shifted so but I was it was time to have the conversation so the day before I'd asked him if he could come in early and um, I did and and this is the same guy that I used to we used to kind of talk pretty regularly of an evening and and so I've missed a lot of signs and opportunities to, to have that conversation and to address it with him. But, um, or however, whatever, um, the next, so then he said, uh, I'd asked him to come in and then he said, I think, uh, me, you and Brittany need to have a talk tomorrow. And I said, okay. I said, as a matter of fact, we were getting ready. So we had been preparing his year-end review. We got a little bit behind schedule, but we're preparing to do his year-end 12-month uh, uh, review. And in preparation of that, I was went back to kind of look at the hours clocked, the team hours clocked and where he was at. And as I was looking at that, his hours there was a dramatic change he was normally in the top two uh two guys for from clock hours for the prior six months of the year and then the next uh in june and july he was he had dropped off into the basically the bottom uh by a fairly large margin large margin um large margin and so I was prepared to provide that data with him in a one-on-one setting to just say something's going on. Here's the here's the data to back that up. Well, what I uncovered in looking at that was and and Larry, my mentor, had talked with me about these things, but uh, and we tried to kind of talk through it, but it, I don't know that it completely sunk in until as I'm looking back at the hours of why the lead technician that I lost, that, that I only had very briefly, why I lost him. Well, basically, I love Team Pay. I love everything about Team Pay. I love it from an admin standpoint. I love it from a technician standpoint. I love it from a cultural standpoint. I, I love everything about it. And I've worked in a traditional system and I've worked in a team system. I've worked in team systems that I created and I've seen team systems like B Street Collision, and that's really the only, oh, and, and then another shop that I know of, uh, uh, Bob, Bob Maloney, uh, or Maloney Collision in Arkansas that switched to a team system. And so I've seen it uh, and what it can do. And so I believe it to be the, the ultimate system. What I have since found out is it's not for everyone. It's, it's for like-minded individuals 
and team people and and my kind of guys, I guess. So, but what I found was that my the lead technician that left, and I'm trying to be careful with names because I don't want anybody to. It just it gets weird enough in a small town. I don't need any any other reason for anyone to get their panties in a bunch. Um, ultimately, that's a whole other deal. Anyway, so a technician left. A tech level A technician left primarily because of he is a guy that would work 24 7 uh, 365 if he could well the balanced team system there's there's not a, a big reward for a guy that's wanting to put in all those extra hours and time so when I looked back at the hours that he had put in in his first month at the shop he put in a dramatic amount a, a, a substantial amount more than anyone else well I don't I don't look at the time clock uh, on a regular basis the time so I didn't realize how much time he was putting in and then he was also the, this lead technician the a technician was also seeing my let's say C-level technician reassembly guy, he was looking at the C-level guy and seeing his, his attitude kind of go the other way and dropping off and working less and less and less and less and less. So he's, he's not seeing that balance. Well, if he put in a team system, if one guy puts in all these extra hours, he's not necessarily compensated for those extra hours. So what he saw, what a technician saw in our parking lot was a lot of cars and a lot of work and a lot of opportunity, but he didn't see how that could benefit him as an individual to keep, to, to put that much more money in his pocket. What he could have done as an individual in our shop would be un, un exponential in the amount of money that he could have made. But because of the team system, everybody kind of has to do that together um, to get, to, to raise that. And so, the, the challenge, the biggest, the biggest disappointing thing about that whole situation was completely blindsided by his feelings. Had I known that that was the issue, and I still don't know because I've just been processing all of this for over a freaking month, but what I assume that that, that being the issue, had I known that, I could have went to the system that I used at all angles which was had an hourly element to it. And I always, I originally liked the hourly element because I felt like it helped with the accountability. Plus if a guy wanted to put in some extra hours, he could increase his percentage. What I didn't like about it was it wasn't completely transparent because everybody had a different rate within the team system. So I went to a much more transparent system and balanced system but you still got to have the right people and it's not for everybody and that's okay. I believe it to be the best system there is, but some of the appeal of a, of a commission technician is if I want to work 12, 14, 16 hours, that's a lot, but if I want to work 12 or 14 hours a day and I want to work all day on Saturday and all day on Sunday, 
I can do that and I can control my paycheck. That is awesome. There is nothing wrong with that. In a team system, there's a little more balance and it, it putting in that extra time is everyone's going to get some benefit from that. I still believe that what, what we're building is a team. What I love about what we built in Wichita was it was a team. Um, it just, we're, this whole thing is new to Enid, Oklahoma. Um, I had, I've had people say it won't work. It works. I, I've had people say it just, it, it, you know, just the, you name it, I've heard it. I'm not backing down from what we do and how we operate, but I have for the first time ever seen uh, the, the flaw, uh, that's quotation marks, the flaw in it. And that is, it's not for everybody. Uh, the, the superstar individual technician probably isn't going to be on board with it. The uh, humble, hungry, smart technician that wants to come in and get things done and go home and maybe put in a little, you know, just be efficient with their time and energy and put in a little extra time here and there collectively as a group. It, it, there is no better system. And, and I've seen it. Uh, I've, I've built a team system business where I'm, I'm in the middle of building one now or, or you know, adjust, uh, fine tuning one now. I built one in Wichita and uh, I've seen the ultimate of ultimate uh, in B Street. I've, I've toured their shops and I know just what an unbelievable job that they do. So anyway, a technician left, uh, walked out. Um, C technician, reassembly technician walked out and uh, I was on my heels trying to figure out what do we do now? Where are we at? Um, I've got, I had still have quite a few cars on site, but I had cars running out my ears. And so we slowed down the schedule, back down our schedule to make sure that we could meet our customers' expectations. Um, went on a hiring spree, looking for entry level, disassembly technicians, reassembly technicians, just looking technicians high and low, and uh, also hired, we've added uh, three admin people in that time frame. One of them we'd already had hired, uh, one, we, one we hired, and then another um, young lady that this was her first week this week that's doing an amazing job and uh, really, 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 really excited uh, to have her on our team. So anyway, putting all these things together and then um, we've hired, uh, well, we've ha have now had, we have two um, developmental guys that have been there. Um, one's been there two days and one's been there seven days. Still figuring them out. And then we have one that starts next week um, on the paint side of things. In addition to that, I've really looked at what's important about my team and, and my leaders and who are the people that are completely on board and have had uh, some meetings with uh, different, um, a couple different ways. I've had, I've had a, uh, I had a uh, dinner, just actually it was just an impromptu a Tuesday night. Hey man, let's go grab a, let's go grab a couple of beers and a burger and uh, and really just got to 
um, just really got had had a really good conversation, and then some of the things that I felt like were going on. Some um, I again, I'm going to be vague as possible. The people that are involved will know who they are, and but I don't be I don't know who all's listening to this podcast to to spread stuff or stir stuff or whatever. Anyway, uh, it's a weird it's weird being in the small town, man. Um, it, it we're we're killing it. We're absolutely doing an amazing job there. But gee, many Christmas. Um, I grew up in a small town, and I guess I forgot. It's just the bigger version of the small town I grew up in. When you narrow it down to the industry of small town. But anyway, um, so I had I had someone in my organization that was really stirring up some junk and just uh, just almost. Um, attacking me on a personal level, and so um, I had talked with my core group and my leaders. Uh, first, I'd had one conversation, and then that turned in, and then I was out of town. I had a um, took my wife to uh, see her family in Alabama another uh, one weekend, and so I knew I was due to have the conversation with this individual, but I didn't want to do it before. I left town because I didn't know how that would go uh, prior to that. So then, when I got back, had another meeting with uh, my three core core guys, and they said, "Hey, here's what's going on. Here's what's being said, and um, this guy's got to go." So I got that confirmation on the strength of my culture because of. Uh, and it was awesome. It really was. So where I thought, as I look back at the last episode, where I was really just concerned about my culture and what was going on, that was ultimately where I had brought in some people that weren't weren't bought in and and were had come from traditional shops and maybe kind of questioned things. And one of them being um, just a, a really strong individual and not interested in the team system, also not willing to communicate his concerns about the team system. One guy that I don't know what had happened personally that had. Uh, really become negative, but the best part is my core guys said, "Hey, look, this guy's saying this and this and this and this and this, and we're over it, and we're ready to whatever we got to do to figure out how to work through this. We'll do it." Um, and so that was the reassurance that I needed. So I immediately started looking uh, more uh, fervently. For a replacement for that individual, and then had a, a very honest conversation with that person about where we're at. That conversation, I didn't know how that conversation was going. They quite, to be perfectly honest, I expected that conversation based on the way that these these things had been stirring up within my organization. I fully expected that person to walk out because most people in that situation, especially those type of people, when they're put Up against the, the 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 wall of look, you can't keep saying this stuff. You can't be doing this stuff. This system works, but you've got to work. You've got to shut up and work. And so once you get to that point, I fully expected this individual to to walk out next. And to be quite honest, I was prepared and honestly thought that would be what was best for organization. However,、uh, and 
uh, as I talked with my mentor, my mentor said, oh, you got to get rid of that guy. You got to get rid of that person. And so I go, okay. Um, I was planning to just be a conversation, um, but but uh, Larry had said, uh, I would get rid of that guy tomorrow, whatever it took. I'd figure out a way to, to get through it. Um, it's got to go. But he said, I won't judge you if you don't, if you don't, and uh, whatever you do, but that's what I would do. And that was the plan. Through the conversation, um, I got the feeling that this person could change and shift. And I think had it just been me communicating the concerns, I don't think it would have changed. But because it was his peers and his team that was also saying enough's enough, he knew that it wasn't just me. It was it was his. And the stuff that I shared was word for word what he had said. So he didn't really have any room to to deny it because he knew and they they said completely. And so um, and I had it all ready to go. So um, since then, it's been a week. But since then, he has uh, really shifted his mindset. He has really bought into the team. He is communicating better with the team. The team's connecting like never before. We're communicating like never before. And um, thankfully, it's it's working thus far. I told this person, I've told uh, him on multiple occasions that I, I don't think I've ever, maybe one guy, I, if I'm, if I'm thinking, I think I've only had one guy that really took these type of, uh, we're done, you, you got to move on, uh, second chances and done anything with it. And I've had a lot of the, con- I've had this conversation quite a few times, but, um, so far so good and that feels good. So we're headed in the right direction. We're getting some cars moving. We're rearranging some things. We're shifting. We've got a couple of, of, of people on board and now we're building our capacity up. We're, we've got to build our momentum back up, which is tough to get going. Once you get it going, man, you can just keep on rolling. But right now our momentum is, is we, we have self backed it down, but, um, we're booked out about a month out, which is way too far. There's nothing wrong with it outside of the, it gets, it gets unlikely that they're going, that you're going to stay, that you're going to get all of those that are booked out three and four weeks, uh, for repairs. You just, there's just a high probability you're going to start losing those customers and losing those opportunities. And then, um, one of the things that we were getting for a long time was, well, so-and-so's booked out a month out. So that's why I'm here. So-and-so's booked out a month out. So that's why I'm here. And, um, we're, we're giving momentum to other businesses that we were dominating, um, two months ago. We still finished a great September, but September was a lot of, uh, working through the things that the, the, the hangover from August, really. August wasn't a terrible month. August was also a strong month, but both of them could have been better and, and we'll get there. 
But anyway, um, thank you for following along. I'm still not going to do, it's not a, going to be a weekly podcast anymore. I don't feel like there's enough going on on a week to week basis. There is, but I, I, I feel like there, it's, it's now just, it, 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 I don't know how to explain it, but anyway, we're just, I'm going to be a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks a month, but I'll keep you informed as things progress. We are doing a lot of remodeling at the shop. We're actually in the middle of painting the exterior. Uh, and really modernizing that. Our sign up front is still still on order. Supposedly, it was supposed to already been up. They messed it up or something and had to reorder. I don't know. One excuse will do. But anyway, it's not up. Uh, and then we're uh, removing some walls in, in the shop. And we are building a new compressor room so that we can um, add on to our... Um, uh, get some better flow through our paint shop and uh, we're just we're just doing it man we are we are just kicking some butt and taking names retooling refocusing training up and uh, we're we're entering this fourth quarter strong like really strong and super stoked about where we're headed in, uh, in 2022 Um uh, starting to look at some property for another location and just uh, just continuing to do our thing so um appreciate you and uh please reach out let me know let's go get it